We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. And you walk out of the little tiny printer room and you don't have your stuff, but Mm. you have somebody else's stuff, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really have anything to do with your stuff. Right. That's what happened just now. Last five minutes, that's what I was doing. But we're happy to talk about billing information here on the ride home, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's what it's like. It's like you you pull something out and you think, wait a minute, I don't don't even understand what this is. It's kind of like, do you ever ever share a bathroom like in an apartment? Did I ever? I lived with six Mm -hmm. other women. Right, right. I also lived in a dorm mm-hmm. with probably, I don't know how many girls were on my floor, but there were so many. I mean, not the same thing, but similar in a way. A lot of sharing going on, right? I never want to go back to, oh, dorm, to dorm life. Would you ever? I never want to I go mean, back you know, to dorm life. Unless you're in prison. Uh, hopefully you'd never have to do that again. <laughs> God bless you. Unless you're That's what in I'm prison. saying. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, uh, uh I was thinking about this. Do you hear that weather forecast? 75 I on know. Thursday. Let me tell you, this morning, mm-hmm. I had to uh, take a, an early trip. Mm-hmm. So I was leaving the house like around 6.30 or something. It was, I mean, I had to scrape my car. There was frost. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's going to be 70? 75 on Thursday. So this is what we talked about a little earlier, although I am a little leery of saying it. This is Indian summer, which, of course, in the age we live in, may may make people unhappy okay here's the thing though well because you're calling it indian summer yes exactly wonder why it was ever called that in the first place i I, uh have some idea of why it would be called indian summer Uh, i looked at this a couple days ago apparently it was when uh, native americans indians they themselves harvested their food oh during this time Mm -hmm. and so or um, the Indian summer also, uh, same thing, it gave Native Americans an, a, a, a deeper chance to call deer or wild game before the killing frost mm, came in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at how you did a little, little background research little on research. that. research. That's my job. That's all I I'm saying. Yeah. All right. First time that Indian summer appeared in print here in the Americas was 1758. What? <laughs> Just want to say that out loud. Well, that's exciting, yeah, John. Yeah, So a- anyway, we're looking forward to some Indian summer. We right? surely are. But there was no killing frost this morning, I don't think. Do you think? Uh, I brought killing frost? I brought uh, a lot of my plants in last night just oh, in did case. You mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yes. <clears throat> Listen, uh, somebody gave me a plant over the weekend. Yeah. You know what someone said? Hey, I- I've got a plant for you. Like a, as, you know, a sign of like just kindness, generosity. Yeah. The plant, it's, it's almost it the size of a redwood. <laughs> Where am I going to put this plant? And they showed up and I love them dearly. And of course, they're not within listening area. So I mean, so you can say whatever you want I'm about them, kind of. But what the heck? I mean, it's too big. It's no exaggeration. It's easily five feet tall, with a wingspan of maybe do three. You, wait, do you know what kind of plant it is? A peace plant, whatever that is. Oh, like a like a lily? Mm, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be a tall lily. It's very large. There's multiple lilies on it of of some sort. Oh, that's nice. You want it? Maybe. Okay. It's yours. Coming, Say no more. Coming up on today's program, in the 5 o'clock hour, mm-hmm. Christian moms, how much pressure do you feel to get it right? Everything from mm-hmm. uh, f- 
family devotions to mm-hmm. what lunch you pack, mm-hmm. to the kind of clothes you let your kids wear, to what you let them watch on their phones or on TV. Is there a difference between a non-Christian mom and a Christian mom as opposed to getting it right? I think every mom wants to get it right. But a little extra layer because you're a Christian? I think there might be a little bit of moralizing mm-hmm. that goes mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. or maybe even finger-pointing between no, moms. No, maybe just some some goodness. And not a negative thing. No, the, but, no, but that, oh, there's, there's definitely finger pointing. <laughs> I don't know because I'm not a Christian mom. Yeah. Okay? Well, anyway, well, we'll talk about right. that, and John will be here. All right. Thank also, uh, that's at 510. Mm-hmm. Um, 535, we revisit the topic that we uh, hit on last week, which was the snooze bar. Is it bad for your sleep? Is it detrimental to how you look at things, how you, you know, does it live your life? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Times. There have been several articles, but today the New York Times talked about it. The question was, you snooze, mm-hmm. you win. Very nice. <laughs> also, do you really need to shower every day? <laughs> um, and then in the uh, 4 o'clock hour, don't ignore the countdown to damnation. Well, that's... Clock is ticking. The end is nigh, so That's they say. scary. Uh, maybe not. Okay. What, I mean, you know it's coming. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and also in an exclusive poll, uh, USA Today, Biden and Trump tie at 37% as RFK Jr. Come on. Comes in yeah. and do you, kind of mixes things up. Don't pay attention to any polls. Never. That that one's kind of interesting to well, me. Well, you, have you ever been polled? No, I never. I mean, oh, Nielsen. For TV. Harry Nielsen? No, no, oh, different. Oh, 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 for TV. Yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago. Uh-huh. I don't think people take polls seriously. And I think a lot of people speak to pollsters less than honest. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that All right, okay. um, coming up this hour. So right. we're glad you're along for the ride home. All right. So here it is Monday, the 23rd of October. Kath? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Please, without further ado, give okay. us the top four. I said it four. We're going to get in and out fast here okay. so we can get to Greg Clugston, right. right, who's in the on-deck circle from the White House. Uh, for Monday, October 23rd, 2023, Israeli airstrikes continued today to rain misery all across the Gaza Strip. Um, it's in response to the October 7th. I couldn't remember which, which the date was. October 7th, uh, Hamas's brutal terror rampage in southern Israel. The White House said yesterday that Israel had agreed to allow a continued flow of assistance into Gaza after more than two weeks of a complete blockade, which cut the Palestinian enclave's roughly 2.3 million inhabitants, half of whom are children, off from supplies of food, water, electricity, and fuel. It's becoming increasingly clear that the U.S. wants Israel to not only allow more humanitarian assistance to Gaza, but for the country to let ongoing negotiations over the release of hostages held by Hamas to continue before it launches a ground invasion. Read more about that at CBS News. Number two, imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny today refused to leave his cell and skipped a court hearing protesting after prison officials took away all of his writing supplies, his allies said. Navalny, who is serving a 19-year prison term, 
in Russia due to participate in a court hearing via video link this morning on one of many lawsuits he had filed against the prison. His ally said the politician refused to leave his cell after prison officials took away everything that allowed him to keep writing. Read more about the situation with this poor, I mean, honestly, read more about it at ABC News. Number three, there's a raging shadow war where Ukraine's spy services have made incursions into the country of Russia. Mm. According to today's Washington Post, in a lengthy piece, they have twice bombed the bridge connecting Russia to occupied Crimea, piloted drowns, drones into the roof of the Kremlin, and blown holes in the hulls of Russian naval vessels in the Black Sea. They're developing an increasingly uh, warm relationship with the American CIA. The CIA declined to comment for the article, but you can read it in today's Washington Post. And number four, day 20 without a House speaker. And Republicans found themselves starting all over this morning, bumbling ahead with a few ideas about who will lead, what they are fighting over, and when they will get Congress working again. And that is your top four at four. Very nice. Now we've got nine Republicans who are like running to be the speaker. I mean, good grief. Good job, guys. Good job. Well, we'll talk about that next. It's Monday, so as we always do, we go to the White House. Greg Clarkston joins us from SRN News. That's next here on the Ride Home. One hundred one point five WORD. We're Ann and Dave Wilson. You know, marriage and parenting are not easy. And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests. So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1 800 Very Dry. JD Waterproofing. 1 800 Very Dry. Think the government is spying on you? Wait until you learn the entire truth from Swiss America, the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Let's just say you might want to think twice before making a bank withdrawal these days because somebody could be watching. It's true. Let Swiss America educate you about how banks are required to spy on us for the government and report any behavior they deem suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read the secret war on cash from Swiss America, which is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. 
Friends. It's free to Salem listeners. Get your free copy of The Secret War on Cash by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This war includes digital currencies, too, so please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-630-1495. 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. Live now to the White House, where Greg Clugston, the SRN News White House correspondent, awaits. Greg, happy Monday to you from the calm seas of Washington, D.C. How are things? <laughs> hey, good afternoon. Mm. We're, we're doing our best. We're hanging on. We're, we're buckled up. There are a lot of things going on, as you well know. No kidding. Okay, Greg, let's start on the domestic front before we talk about what's going on in Israel. Um, what is happening in the House? Uh, now it looks like we have nine kind of... Would it be okay to call them low-level Republican lawmakers now kind of running to be speaker? Yes, nine. Count them nine. Uh, backbenchers is often a familiar. Backbenchers, and okay. Yes, it's a popular term. It's <laughs> it's not to say that they're not good and decent members of Congress. They're just not well-known, necessarily high-profile members of Congress. No, Unless they happen to be your member of Congress, you may not have heard of, of these nine candidates. Um, the one, Tom Emmer, he is... Um, he is the one that probably has the highest profile, at least in Washington, in Washington circles, because he is uh, he does hold a position within the the GOP leadership on the House side. What's interesting is um, he he has said that he aligns himself with, you know, a lot of of, of what Donald Trump's policies are and, and approaches and, and wanting to have the support of of Trump allies and his base of support. Uh, but there is reporting that Donald Trump is not interested in Tom Emmer and that has and that he has let essentially his allies on Capitol Hill know that. Uh, and so that may be an effort to shoot down the Tom Emmer nomination. So what's happening is tonight they're once again the Republican caucus going behind closed doors on Capitol Hill and they're going to have a candidate forum tonight. So essentially these nine candidates are going to make their pitch to fellow Republicans. And then tomorrow that same group privately will vote and there are probably going to be a series of votes and on on each successive vote there will be one less member on or one less candidate on the ballot meaning the lowest uh, the, the person who receives the least amount of votes would be removed from the next ballot and then so forth until you get somebody that apparently the GOP is behind and then possibly we would go back then to the full house floor vote like we saw last week when Jim Jordan lost in three consecutive votes. Interesting. So when the black smoke pours from the chimney of the house, <laughs> we'll, we'll know that we're moving forward in America. That might be a good sign, yes. Oh, I mean, okay. So let me ask a question that might be juvenile, but I feel like... Well, just bring it on. I, why does it matter what former President Donald Trump thinks about who the potential Speaker of the House is? Well, because you go back to the origination of the the origin of the ousting of Kevin McCarthy, and you've got some, you know, you can use various adjectives to describe that branch of the Republican Party, hardline or ultra conservative folks that are, are unhappy with the approach that McCarthy and and what they view as more traditional leadership uh, and management of these issues. Uh, was providing. And therefore, um, a lot of them are aligned with Donald Trump. And so you have this very vocal 
section of the Republican Party, um, at least in leadership and membership in the House of Representatives. And uh, there's just simply no denying that Donald Trump still, uh, you know, holds a lot of sway with uh, these members of Congress. And so what's interesting is, you know, you think about that last Jordan vote last week, Jim Jordan vote. um, You know, he had like 25 votes by Republicans, essentially for somebody else other than Jim Jordan. But when they went into closed door meeting and a vote that very evening, just an hour or two later, you had more than 100 members of Congress vote of, of, of Republicans vote against Jim Jordan because that vote was not public, huh. whereas the public vote on the House floor was. So spineless shame is really the order of the day here is what it is, right? So, well, I mean, is, is the party going to fracture? Well, I mean, some would say it's it's already in, in going through that fracture to some degree right now. There are a lot of bad feelings and and there's a lot of embarrassment and anger. Be. All of these emotions, and that's just within members of the GOP, let alone uh, Democrats and others who really want to get things going. The other thing to remember here is, remember, three weeks ago, you had this stopgap measure uh, to prevent the government shutdown, and that gave them six weeks or so to work out a budget. Well, we've had three weeks of those six weeks with no House Speaker, meaning no no progress whatsoever on that budget deal. So we're going to be barreling down. Uh, to another deadline here in just a few weeks as well. So it's 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 very messy right now. So, Greg, even with a so-called interim House Speaker, work is pretty much at a standstill, isn't it? It absolutely is. Um, the current uh, temporary Speaker, Congressman Patrick McHenry, he firmly believes that his only role, at least as it's currently described, is to simply hold ballots in order to select a House Speaker. And he doesn't want to go beyond that. He doesn't necessarily believe he has uh, any further constitutional authority. So there is no work essentially being done on the House side except for what we're seeing in failed vote after failed vote. And the magic number is to get 217 votes in support to be the House Speaker. There's no guarantee that any of these nine candidates that are currently running are, are close to even getting that. Seriously, everyone should call your elected representatives. This is such a mess. It's, it, it's a shameful mess. It is. Oh, my. And more immediately, uh, the president asked Congress to provide, you know, $100 billion or so in aid to Israel and Ukraine. So and there's no movement on that either. No, at least not on the House side. You know, the Senate certainly can pick up that, but it's going to take two chambers of Congress, of course, to move forward. So this is, you're right, this is a package that was uh, unveiled last Friday by the White House, detailed in more specifics. It's $105-plus billion, and it would have uh, billions of dollars going for Israel and their defense and their military operation following the Hamas attack. There would also be 14-some billion dollars in additional military and other assistance to Ukraine as they continue with uh, the invasion from Russia. There's also money, interestingly, in this package for uh, helping the southern border beef up security and beef up um, some of the enforcement that's going on at the southern border. That's really an effort uh, by the White House to you know, essentially sweeten that deal because they know that there are Republicans who aren't excited about some of the Ukraine assistance and those dollar amounts. And so they're, they're, it's, a, it's a big full package. You've got some Republicans who want to say, break it up. Let's just have a vote for Israel aid, a vote for Ukraine aid. But the White House put it all together because they know it could get uh, divided pretty quickly. So, Greg, speaking of uh, Israel, the Israel-Hamas war, of course, in the early stages, uh, I read today that uh, China has been sending warships into the uh, into the Gulf. Uh, things are heating up in a very uncomfortable way, aren't they? 
They unfortunately are, John. And the White House officials, administration officials, especially who have been uh, making public statements today, made public statements yesterday in terms of uh, their appearances on the Sunday talk shows. They were pretty blunt, uh, pretty straightforward about saying that the the U.S. believes that escalation, uh, military escalation uh, surrounding this Israeli-Hamas conflict uh, is very likely to expand um, and escalate beyond, you know, the kind of the confined area that it is right now. And there's real concern about Iran-backed groups like Hezbollah and others uh, that are continuing um, to uh, target with drone attacks and, and other uh, efforts in in other countries in Iraq and Syria going after American military personnel in those locations as well, and so the United States has been moving some of its diplomatic staff and families out of Iraq and all that just because they're concerned of this spillover effect. And yes, the U.S. is sending additional troops and military advisors to the region in an effort to, in a hopeful, even though they're sending more forces there, John and Kathy. The idea, as the administration lays out, is to hope hopefully. Um, with the American beefed up presence there to deter any sort of further spillover. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, Greg, while we're talking about Israel and Hamas, how was the president's address to the nation received? Um, Can you talk about some of the uh, events surrounding that, that type of speech? Sure. You know, the the president has a number of goals that he outlined in that speech and that he has made in, in other comments ever since this conflict started a little more than two weeks ago. And really, in, in that speech, he was he was wanting to lay out, as he's said in, in other instances as well, first of all, a pretty full-throated defense of Israel. He says it's an unshakable support and commitment from the United States for Israel's self-defense and right to go after Hamas militants and after that terrorist attack uh, two, Saturday, two, three Saturdays ago. Uh, but at the same time, we've also heard from him and from the administration uh, a real desire to provide humanitarian aid and assistance. And some is now, and, and, and it's not very much and it's not enough, but some is being allowed to come through at least one border crossing uh, into Gaza to uh, to help innocent civilians. And, of course, there are hostages, including Americans and others who live and are in in that Gaza region uh, that would like to get out. And so the White House is hoping for some sort of secure passageway out, but that hasn't been necessarily secured yet. And so all of this is happening with Israel saying, we are beefing up our military forces and expected and an expected land incursion and, and offensive uh, invasion. Uh, and what that would do to the American uh, Americans, about 10 of them that are unaccounted for and presumed to be hostages as well. So there are these these varying goals. And um, and so you've got the White House wanting to make certain public statements, but also having these private discussions with the Israeli uh, leadership and military, as well as conferring with uh, other Western allies around the world. I see. And so, Greg, this is unprecedented, isn't it, that at the same time, the, the American government and by de facto the American military, we are providing aid and equipment to two different fighting forces in different parts of the world. Yeah, that's right. And so you, you obviously talk about Ukraine and what's happening there uh, and now with what's happening in the Middle East. And so, yeah, you've got um, a lot of crises. And then you mentioned China earlier. Uh, You had China and Russia officials meeting last week as well. North Korea is always sort of a constant thorn in the side. And so there are are many global crises right now that have 
that have led some, um, you know, analysts and spectators uh, to say or to speculate that this is really uh, one of the more dangerous times that we have witnessed in more recent memory in in recent years in terms of the potential for real conflict spreading beyond the borders from where they currently are. And at the same time, our government is frozen in uh, bickering and uh, just small infighting. Right. It's a horrible Uh, Greg, last question for you. Uh, Shortly before we went to air, two hostages were released by Hamas, um, a mother and daughter pair. Um, Do we have any other information about the hostages as to, you know, what kind of negotiations are taking place or where they're being held or anything? Yeah, at the White House, well, there, you had the mother and daughter, the American um, mother and daughter released last uh, Friday or Saturday, I believe it was. But I think there are reports now that there are two additional hostages. I don't know that we know much about uh, their um, nationality or their home of origin. Uh, but I know with the Americans that were released late last week, you had the Israeli and the Qatari governments involved in in making that happen, for which the U.S. expressed its gratefulness. But the White House just said just a few minutes ago there are about 10, as far as they know, 10 unaccounted for Americans. They believe that they are being held hostage by Hamas in Gaza. Uh, they're simply working hour by hour, the White House and the State Department, to find their whereabouts and then, of course, to try and win their release. Okay, I said that was the last question, but I lied. Uh, what, what talk about what the um, what's the atmosphere like at the White House right now? Well, it's it, it it's tense in the sense that everybody is aware. We're all aware uh, that this thing could uh, really flash into something much larger very quickly. I mean, obviously. We're we're still reeling, and, and of course Israel is at the center of this, of of just really the shock and the mourning and the anger uh, that has all erupted since that um, surprise Hamas attack, you know, three Saturdays ago, and so um, all of that has led to just sort of an urgency of the global stage and what's at stake, and then what, of course, at from the White House perspective, what is the American role in all of this? What is it? What should it be? What it sh- what should it not be? Uh, but obviously, there's a lot of communication, a lot of cooperation and contact between high-level American officials and Israeli officials, including almost nearly daily phone calls between President Biden and Benjamin Netanyahu. So it's a very interesting time. It's tense. From a journalistic standpoint, um, you know, it's very it's very interesting because we're trying to get the story out. And uh, and there are, of course, a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, So lots of questions for us to be asking and exploring right now. I'm into that. Well, Greg, uh, we thank you for your time, as always, uh, for you playing point on this. We are praying for peace from Mm -hmm. our nation's capital and around the world. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about SRN News and Greg Clugston at wordfm.com, the Salem Radio Network. We'll take a quick break. We're just getting underway. Monday edition. Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit geneva.edu promise for more details and to determine eligibility.
urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Donald Trump's indictment proves and saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898, and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. Right. It's one station with many locations. Word FM is on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app on your smart speaker, and at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Patchy clouds expected for tonight with a low of 38, mostly sunny, warmer tomorrow, a nice afternoon for outdoor activities. Yeah, we didn't care what he had to say anyway. That guy. <laughs> Patchy fog. Whatever. Patchy fog. Tell you about that. Um, so over the weekend, uh, it was chilly. On Friday, I think it was Friday night, it started to get chilly. And uh, so I decided to make chicken soup. Did you? I did. On Saturday? Mm-hmm. Friday night, I started it. And uh, and as I was doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and I have the, you know, I, I freeze all my bones and, you know, stock. vegetable scraps mm-hmm. and all that so I can make stock. And as I was doing it, I was thinking, I feel healthier just making it. Just making it. And now I haven't ingested any, and yet mentally, I feel like I'm like being health forward. Well, there may be some truth to that. Does chicken soup really make you help you when you're sick? A nutrition specialist explains what's behind the beloved comfort. Okay, food. where's this from? This is uh, today from the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did not know this. Chicken soup is some thousands of years old. Okay. And it's not just for one region. It's around the world that every people group has chicken soup, some form of it, as part of their menu. Okay. Isn't that wild? I didn't know. Chicken soup as a therapy can be traced back to 60 A.D. 
an army surgeon who served under the Roman Emperor Nero, whose five-volume medical encyclopedia was consulted by early healers for more than a millennium. Uh, the recipe was first found, written recipe there. But the origins of chicken soup go back even thousands of years earlier to ancient China. Now, so here's the deal. Um, amino acids, the building blocks of protein, and the amino acid glutamate found in foods with the umami taste. Mm-hmm. Now, not all umami foods are meat or poultry, however. Cheese, mushroom, miso, and soy sauce have it too. But studies show that that taste, it turns out, is critical to the healing properties of chicken soup. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this article... Wait, ri- so it's not just taste that transfers into health? Nope. The article written by a doctor, he says, when I see patients with upper respiratory illnesses, I notice that many of them are suddenly eating less or not eating at all. This is because acute illnesses ignite an inflammatory response that can decrease your appetite. Not feeling like eating means you're unlikely to get the nutrition you need. Evidence suggests that the umami taste in chicken soup may help spur a bigger appetite. Mm. Participants in one study said they felt hungrier after their first taste of the soup with the umami flavor. Other studies say umami may also improve nutrient digestion. Our brains sense umami through the taste receptors of our tongues. Our bodies primarily uh, our, our, our digestive tracts to absorb umami protein easily. So uh, it also may reduce inflammation and stuffy noses. Yeah. Inflammation, part of the body's natural response to injury or illness. Inflammation occurs when white blood cells migrate to inflamed tissue. And so umami is the key ingredient. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so I might have actually been taking a positive health step on In Friday short, night. The latest science suggests that chicken soup, though not an out-and-out cure for the colds and flu, Helps with healing and inflammation. Grandma was right again. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Bring it. What about chicken soup from a Chinese restaurant? Oh. Why is that? Wonton? Yeah. I love that. Right? Oh, my gosh. Also, I should say in this article, canned chicken soup lacks the healing properties. Oh, Just not saying. a surprise, right? 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. The pandemic is over, but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. Klein Tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. 
Right now, get the Klein three-piece Modbox mobile workstation for $319.94 and the Klein five-piece cushion grip screwdriver set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, right. 724-NEW-ROOF. Countdown to damnation. Do not ignore that. Our next guest talks about this. Bradley Bell is with us. He's a former missionary who serves as lead pastor at Antioch Church, the senior editor for the Upstream Collective, Bradley is also the author of The Sending Church, but we saw this piece of the Gospel Coalition about that countdown to damnation. And Bradley, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, it seems like a morbid topic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is. So how do you look at it, and why, why is it important for us to talk about? Sure, well, the Gospel Coalition asked me to write it as a part of their series that is addressing why difficult doctrines are still important and Mm -hmm. we shouldn't let them go. Obviously, hell is a doctrine that is uncomfortable and thus easily set aside. And so they asked me to write especially why it's important for missionaries to maintain the doctrine of hell. Hmm. So, Bradley, talk about your missionary life before we go a little further. You you were out in the field, out in different parts of the world for how long? Yes, I served in East Africa for three years. Thought I would be a career missionary, but the Lord had other plans for me to serve in a local church. Mm -hmm. So hell itself, a very difficult subject, even for us as believers. Mm -hmm. What's it like to talk about hell uh, in Africa to people who may or may not know Jesus? Well, we certainly didn't um, do a turn or burn sort of message, as you might describe. Yeah, right. But we did want to include, as a part of our gospel presentation, that there is a very real and eternal consequence for rejecting faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And if that is true, as the Bible says it is, then I, as an unbeliever, would want to know that reality and deserve to hear that warning. And so that's what we wanted to give people as we shared with them about the good news of God's grace, that they don't have to go there if they'll put their trust in Jesus. Right. So, Bradley, of course, you hear this, right? Whether it's in Africa or here in the United States, someone passes away. The first response for a lot of people is, he's in a better place. Right. Yeah, it's a sad reality. It's a convenient way to deal with the pain of death, 
and sometimes the unknown as to a person's um, state of soul before passing away. But the reality is that we have to face what the Bible clearly teaches. And so we cannot say necessarily that they're in a better place unless we know that they had professed faith in Jesus Christ. This is what's difficult for me, just being brutally honest. And that is, um, I, I, I shy away from any of the um, denominational or social uh, pushes that encouraged people to say yes to Jesus as like a life insurance policy. Um, right. So basically, I get the I get the check mark, uh, and so I'm in. As opposed to, you know, any any devotion or love or relationship or you know complete you know uh, life change by just saying the words yeah. you get a free pass right so so I, i'm always comfortable talking about um hell in that regard so uh, tell me how you how, how you think through that and what you say sure well i grew up in a context where things like hell houses were common that is especially around halloween sure. you do uh, a haunted house that very visually puts the reality of hell in people's faces to kind of as a scare tactic to move them toward Jesus. But Jesus didn't move people toward himself through fear. He always invited people to himself through his love and his acts um, of kindness and his truth spoken to them. And that's how he led. And I think that's how we want to lead is with the goodness of God and his love for us and his creation and the fact that he would give up his own son, dying on the cross in, in our place, and only referring to hell as a part of the consequence of, of turning away from him, but that, that that's not necessary because the free offer of salvation is, is available um, to us. So talk about you, Bradley, atop the hilltop, looking out at the tin roofs of the country that you were in, and you said, you know, at that moment, I almost quit. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to go any further because I, I see this and I need more assurance. Absolutely. Yeah, it was overwhelming to think if this missionary task depends only on me and my strength, then I can't do it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go home. It's going to be way too overwhelming. But the reassurance from God's Word is that this is a mission that He Himself is accomplishing, has guaranteed that He will accomplish and that his work is the work of saving souls. And so I can put my trust in him that I'm getting to join him in the joy of his mission without taking on the burden of, well, I saved that person or I lost that person. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about um, Jesus and how he spoke about hell? Um, I know that in the conversations that people have about this. Uh, do I talk about it? Do I not talk about it? We don't often ask, well, what did, <laughs> what did Jesus say about it? Sure. Yeah, Jesus did speak about it. He spoke about it in Matthew 25. Um, he is also listed as speaking about it in the Gospel of, of Mark um, and of, of Luke. But it's not something that he focuses on, and yet I'm so grateful that he is willing to go there and be honest about the reality of it. Otherwise, I think that we could easily just uh, lean toward universalism 
mm-hmm. where we say everyone will be saved and therefore there's not much need for evangelism or even moving toward annihilationism where we would say, well, when you're, when you're dead, if you're apart from Christ, you're just dead. And so there's really, again, no real need to worry too much about sharing the gospel with people who've never heard it. So Bradley, whether you're in Africa or any other part of the world, what is the, what is the call? I mean, people say, I, I don't want to end up in hell. I don't want my dad to end up in hell or people, my wife or my kids. What do I do? Sure. Yeah, the call is to say a good God created everything that we chose to sin against him and therefore broke our relationship with him. And yet God is so kind and gracious that he sent his own son to take our punishment on the cross and then to overcome death and rise again so that when we put our faith and trust in him, we don't have to go to hell. We don't have to be separated from God. We have a relationship with him forever, and we have hope after death. And so we believe in that and receive it ourselves, and that's the message that we hold out to others with joy, not with fear or shame or guilt. Mm -hmm. And we trust God with the results. That's Bradley Bell, former missionary. He serves as lead pastor at Antioch Church and also senior editor for the Upstream Collective. Bradley, thanks for joining us on the show today. Good stuff, Bradley. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Our great pleasure. You can read more about that at the Gospel Coalition. Or hell. You can read that about a lot of yeah, different Yeah, you can read about that in the Bible. Yeah, you can. Take a quick break. It's a ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, study under pastors. It seems like every day economic news gets more and more sketchy. We're already seeing huge volatility in the stock market and a rapid erosion in the value of the U.S. dollar. But this time, an economic downturn could happen faster than you ever imagined. Direct Bullion USA, America's number one precious metals company, wants to let you know that now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-GOLD and get your free gold investor kit today. Don't wait. Call Direct Bullion USA now at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold and silver survival kit. With all of the uncertainty of a world gone mad, you can take control of your financial future with one call to Direct Bullion USA. Call us now at 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. 
Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. When you use the AccuWeather app, you'll see one thing you don't see in any other weather app. AccuWeather's exclusive real field temperature. Real feel sun and real feel shade temperatures combine more than a dozen factors to provide an accurate measure of how weather conditions really feel to an appropriately dressed person. Only the AccuWeather Real Field Temperatures Index includes sunshine, rain, and all factors that affect how air feels. Download the AccuWeather app in the App Store, Google Play, or at AccuWeather.com to feel the impact of real feel today. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. News just in uh, from Greg Clugston, RSRN News White House correspondent that we were just speaking to a couple minutes ago. Um, he said that the latest two hostages released by Hamas were Israeli women, uh, the Red Cross assisted. So that is excellent news. So they joined the mother and daughter pair I was talking about uh, during our segment with Greg, who were released, I don't know, Saturday or something like that. Um, so, I mean, every person that we can get out of that circumstance is, uh, you know, a subject for rejoicing. What's the sure. determining factor, I wonder, about no the idea. Release, right? the, the women, uh, the mother and daughter that were released said they had no idea really? why they were the first to be released. No. Okay, well, that's good and news. And their, their two relatives did a, um, their cousins did a uh, interview with ABC News. You can read online about it. And they said that they also had no idea why they were released, but they have that same family has nine other family members who being are being held, held hostage. Yeah. wonder what kind of shape the people are in, how they're being cared for. They, the uh, woman and her daughter had not made any statements to the press whatsoever, mm-hmm. had not talked about anything, but the article did say that the U.S. government was had talked to them trying to ascertain what they could possibly let the U.S. government know about where they were, Hmm. you know, anything about how long it took to get to a place or whether they were underground or above ground or what it smelled like or looked like or sounded like or whatever. Pray for the hostages. What a horrible situation. You know, we've talked about this. I'm sure you have listeners as well in your own private conversations. This is such a complex issue. And I think the more you read, the more you listen it just uncovers more and more layers here. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly as though here's the white hats, here's the black hats. Right. Right? It's so complex. And it goes back thousands of years, mm-hmm. even though Israel is a state, you know, after World War II. But I don't know if there's ever going to be a peaceful resolution to this. I don't this. know either. It feels as though this is the latest quagmire. And, of course, we're at war. I mean, the Israelis and the Palestinians are at war with each other. The overlay is the terrorist organization that occupies the Palestinian territory. How will they ever find some solution? Because now warships are arriving from China. you got Iran involved. I mean... It's a tinderbox of horror, and it feels as it though really is. One, one wrong move by one power or one superpower, and we're after World War III. And I've never even thought about that before, truly, in the reality. You hear that phrase, well, this could be World War III, this could be World But it does feel as though we are very close to something that's extremely dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I, 
I was listening to a, uh, a podcast that I highly recommend called The Rest is Politics, which is um, available wherever you uh, get your podcasts. And it's hosted by two men who are from the UK, um, who've both been involved in the political process there on different sides mm-hmm. of uh, one on the conservative side, one on the liberal side in so the well UK done. for the yeah for the last 15 or so years. But uh, the episode that they just released uh, last week uh, they had a long interview with a professor from um, a school in Tel Aviv, and they asked the question basically that you're asking, John, which is, this can only get worse. This is a horrible way to look at it, and there's no possible hope for peace. And all three of them said something that that I had not thought of. They said, if you would have asked us before the peace process came to fruition between Northern Ireland and and the UK, really? we would have said the same thing. We would have said there's no hope. There is no hope for peace. He said, but we are on the other side of that, and there has been peace. So let's never look at a situation and say it's too far gone. No, you don't want to be hopeless. Let's of course never not. look at a situation and say peace is not a possibility because they said just based on what the three of us saw in that process, peace is always a possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was really excellent. Really good news to I'll hear. take that glimmer of encouragement yeah, anywhere you can find it, of course. Me too. And, you know, a, a lot of us, right, we are prayers. We, we we want and necessarily need to pray. So, of course, always on the tip of your tongue is the prayer for peace, no matter where it is in this world, mm-hmm. Middle East or here in Green Tree. Right. But pray for peace no matter where you are. And, of, of course, essentially in your own mind, in your own heart, forward into the rest of the world. Because if it doesn't start with us, of course, where is it going to go? What do you think about talking to your kids about the Israeli-Hamas situation? Yeah. Uh, we have talked about it. My kids are pretty fatalistic about it. Uh, what's interesting, I think, about our generation, that if you are of the age where, I mean, okay, so my father was a World War II vet. My brother was a Vietnam vet. Um, we have friends who were in the first Iraqi war, the second Iraqi war. We know people who have been to war. A lot of kids, you know, teens or 20-somethings, this is a new thing yeah. for them. They miss 9-11, yeah. essentially. Right. So this seems, um, I, I won't kind say... fantasy-like. Kind of. And, and, of course, they're used to playing video war games, like, you know, if a, lot of, a lot of guys especially. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel necessarily real or th- a, a threat. It just kind of feels like, meh, that's, the, that's their world. It doesn't really affect me. So I really, at least I'm talking about my guys. Mm-hmm. They're going, mm, let's just see. Right. Where if you've lived through conflict, and, of course, if you've had conflict... People have died we, in our family who have died in war. You take any incursion like this very seriously. What's your take on it? You talk to kids about it. Well, I mean, our kids are about the same age. Yeah. So we're talking, it's a little easier to talk to somebody about a war who's 23 versus somebody who's six, right? right? But I have talked to, to both of my kids about it. Younger and, kids? Nope. My okay. my 20-somethings. Um, and they're just... In that, you know, one is still in college and one has just left college. And so they're kind of emerging into adulthood at this point. And their response to the conflict is just abject mourning 
M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Both of them. If you see the images. Yes. Just absolute. And, you know, if, if I brought it up, it wasn't like they didn't want to talk about it, talk about it, but it was, it's just very, it makes them incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. So, I, but if you have a six-year-old or you have a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, I don't know about the six-year-old, but the 10 and 12-year-old, I think you have to talk to them about it. I think they have to understand. I mean, you know them better than anybody, but I think they have to understand that these that this is what the world is like. It's a difficult thing, right? You don't want to scare your kids, but at the same time, you know, holding information back or acting like it's not happening can be scarier to kids. It does feel distant, although of course the internet makes things closer. But I do agree Some knowledge is necessary. I just don't want to freak anybody out. No, I agree. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Ask your speaker to play the word Pittsburgh. Get our mobile app, stream us from our website, or find us at oneplace.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Republicans are hearing today from nine lawmakers that are vying to be the next Speaker of the House. A candidate form will precede a day of voting tomorrow. Israeli warplanes have struck targets across Gaza. The strikes overnight and into money came after another small aid shipment was allowed into the terrorist-ruled territory. The United Auto Workers Union has once again escalated its strikes against Detroit 3 automakers, this time adding a factory that makes Ram pickup trucks for Stellantis. 6,800 members walked out this morning at the Sterling Heights, Michigan assembly plant. About 40,800 workers are now on strike against all three automakers. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 163 points. The NASDAQ is ahead 58 points. This is SRN News. Fall is here, school is back, the days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. A chilled to perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfectionpgh.com. Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit geneva.edu slash promise for more details and to determine eligibility. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. Do you find joy in helping others? 
turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caregivers to bring joy into the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Patchy clouds at second school tonight with a low of 38, mostly sunny, warmer tomorrow. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Mm-hmm. Welcome in. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Listen, I, I, I can't... We have to say something about the sun. It's gorgeous. How many days do we sit here in, in clouds and now... It I know. feels like it's mid-July, doesn't it? Is it is absolutely... Lovely. Beautiful. Fabulous. We're looking forward to a great hour together on the ride home today. Uh, coming up at uh, 525, our daily feature, Does This Make Sense? Mm-hmm. Also, 535, we'll pick up a conversation that we started last week. What about the snooze bar? Um, first of all, do you use it? Of course I use it. Nope. It's the only thing that makes me able to deal with Forget morning at all. Bar. No, you should always use this news bar. Um, but there's been a lot of writing in um, newspapers over the last week about snooze bar. Do you notice that? Why is it that one subject is picked up by someone and then other... Because it's conversation. Right. But it, it runs across different media it does. organizations. It does. Yeah. So a lot of people like us must be reading widely, right? Yeah, because you see multiple takes on the same subject. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about the New York Times take today. Uh, You snooze, you win. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. And I like it. That sounds like my take as well. Mm -hmm. Also, do you really need to shower every day? I can't believe we need to ask that question because Mm -hmm. the answer is always yes. Some people do it multiple times. Um, Yeah. It's a bit much. What does Sebastian Maniscalco say? Uh, You want to polish it up. Polish it up. I mean, multiple times a day. You want to polish it up? I love it. Um, uh, Also, Christian moms, do you feel more pressure to get it right? And do you feel more pressure because you're a Christian or just because you're a mom? Yeah, as opposed to like like just a mom. Terrible collision of the two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, that's all coming up uh, in this hour. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this, John. Um, Reading USA Today, which is not a. It's kind of a uh, newspaper that I've soured on. 
Well, has it ever been really a serious no, newspaper? No, it's never been. It's always been. It was the beginning of, I would call, light news. Yeah, you're right. Across a national spectrum. They they used to have interesting articles that I would like to take advantage of, but now it seems like 85% of the site is for subscribers only, which is fine if they want to do that, but I'm, I'm not one. USA Today was the first um, full-color national newspaper mm. back in the 80s. It was revolutionary at the time. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is it still the only one? Does it matter? Probably not. No. USA Today today says it's a tie. One year before the presidential election, God help us, Joe Biden and Donald Trump each command 37% of the vote in a new USA Today Suffolk University poll. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're tied. I, I can't stand it. With, but here's the interesting part, independent candidate Robert F. Kennedy costing Trump what would have been a narrow lead. Kennedy is scion of the nation's most revered Democratic family. He won 13 percent of the vote in a hypothetical matchup, drawing voters who by two to one said they would otherwise support the probable Republican nominee. Progressive activist, again, I'm reading here from USA Today, Cornell West, also planning an independent campaign, is at 4%. His supporters would break to Biden if he weren't on the ballot. The survey's findings, John, underscore the complicated arithmetic and the unsettled politics of this ridiculous rematch. I put in ridiculous, um, especially with the addition of at least one significant independent candidacy and possibly more. Now, also, uh, Carl Hickey, who is 85 years old and a retired Methodist minister from Moncton, Maryland, oh. is a Democrat who says he plans to vote for Kathy Evans. Kathy Evans? Uh-huh. Not you Kathy get... Evans. Sometimes you get mail. I do get for mail Kathy for Kathy Evans. Kathy Evans. You're yeah. Are you throwing your hat in the ring there, Kathy uh, Evans? I'm actually not. <laughs> Who's Kathy Evans? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, he's 82. He's a retired Methodist minister. Right. He may think it's you. He says we've got to do something that's different. Uh, the division has to stop. We have to work together. I mm-hmm. mean, that's sense. Remember when uh, Ralph Nader was running as a third-party candidate sure. and was considered a threat? Yeah. I mean, by comparison, Ralph Nader's like, you know, a lamb. It's so true. Desiree Whitney is age 64, a a retiree from Bern, Texas, who voted for Trump in 2020, is considering a vote for Kennedy in 2024. She says, quote, I'm supportive of him because he doesn't seem to be the Washington ilk. RFK Jr., who initially made his reputation as an environmental lawyer, has become an outspoken advocate of conspiracy theories on vaccinations and other issues. One word. Wackadoodle. I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, okay. a, um, a year is a long time. A year is a long time. Even so, six months is a long time. You're right. Time. So RFK could be, could be. Is he the Ross seen, Perot? Right. Or or he could be seen as ridiculous by the time the election comes around. You're right. A you mean lot, not now? A lot. Could, well. Come on, Karen. I'm kind of surprised that RFK is only taking votes from the Republican side because I think he could also take votes from the Democratic side mm. because Biden is v- old. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I thought I really liked his speech last week on Israel. Mm. But boy, uh, he sounds on. and looks really old. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's just a train wreck. I, I reserve judgment until until the first of the year, maybe February, and then okay. things click into gear, Right. But a lot can happen between now and February. 
A lot can happen. Well, could anything happen such that we could have two different front runners, please? Yes, of course. Okay. What would that be? I don't. Well, dead. <laughs> you I mean, know that could, that could happen to any of us. Of course it could, but more likely with two older people. Just saying, and there's a lot can happen. There's a big mix here. I'm not going to worry about it too much. Okay, I don't. I don't think we should worry about it. No. But I am in a state of angst. Is some angst going on there? I don't have angst. Don't lose sleep I, over I it. think. You know what I have? Hmm. Anger. Anger at whom? At the two parties that we have. <clears throat> yeah. That they are helpless against these two guys. So these two guys say they're going to run, and the parties are like, "Okay, do whatever sure. you want to yeah. do." I mean. Well, I, well, because everyone's taking care of themselves. Their fundraising, the lobbying efforts. I mean, why upset the status quo for these people, right? They're feeding at the trough. So why not? Those who are in power want to stay in power. So this is what's working for them. So why would we mix things up for I anybody think else? It's, I, but you and me and the regular people, just regular Joes, we're, we're all in despair. But you know how it is. The rich will take care of themselves, and of course, the Washington D.C. elite, who are the super rich, you go into office as just a regular Joe. Right, and you, you come, come out, out a multi, yep. multi, multi, multi yep. millionaire, You're right? And the lobbyists and everything else around that. Not to be cynical, I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah, it's just how politics are in America. They're taking care of themselves. So why would you upset the status quo? You go into radio as an average person. Do you come out as a multi, multi, multi? <laughs> not in this corner <laughs> oh, of the world. Are you sure? No, you do not. Okay. Not in this corner. All right. Of the world. We need to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to turn to our question about Christian moms. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is there just a lot of pressure to get it right? And I will say yes, there All is. Right. Kathy Emmons on the hot seat. That's next on the ride home. You heard it here. <laughs> turn up the heat. There's the pressure. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Buy a seat for the Breeders' Cup World Championships, and chances are you won't use all of it. Just the edge. Because that's where this experience will have you. On the edge of your seat to witness the brightest stars from around the world. On the edge of your seat for the long shots, upsets, and an experience that's truly a breed apart. November 3rd and 4th at Santa Anita Park. They'll come from around the globe to keep you on the edge of your seat. Get tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Klein Tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein three-piece Modbox mobile workstation for $319.94 and the Klein five-piece cushion grip screwdriver set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein Tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros. In a world where financial landscapes can change rapidly, safeguarding your savings and retirement accounts is paramount. Direct Bullion USA is more than just the number one rated gold bullion dealer in America. We're your trusted partner in navigating the uncertainties of hyperinflation and political upheaval around the world. Direct Bullion USA can provide you with the knowledge and resources to fortify your financial stability and protect what matters most. Call us now at 888-787-GOLD. 
Precious metals like gold and silver have been a safe haven investment for hundreds of years. Get started when you call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold investing starter kit today. All it takes is one call to 888-787-GOLD. Take control of your retirement and protect your future with Direct Bullion USA. Call 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. Subscribe to Retirement Watch and you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter, five model portfolios, five free reports covering issues like estate planning and annuities to help you protect your money from the government and grow your nest egg, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. I remember when my kids were in elementary school. Yeah. You know, there are certain things about parenting that, you know, you individually do pretty well, and the other things you're a complete disaster at. Well, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't have cared less about packing lunches. Oh. Okay. I just, I really disliked it. So I don't know what it was, but I don't know what it was, but I just hated doing it. So, uh, I mean, I always did do it. Yeah. But I, I always hated it. And then I would log on to social media, yeah. and I had two friends who I have completely lost touch with. But they would actually post a photograph of the lunch that they prepared for mm. their child. It was beautiful, organized. It was like artfully displayed. Nutritionally it was balanced. Exactly. Mm. And it wasn't – and, you know – she made a hundred lunches at one time and froze them, so it was also economical. And oh. anyway, I felt like the worst parent. Mm-hmm. I just i I had to unfollow them. What'd your kids get? Like a frozen pancake? They got a peanut butter and jelly. That's fine. And a Jello pudding and some fruit. That's more than enough. And some pretzels. Come on. That was it. But Don't they, they got that. that for like twelve years. That's okay. Okay. Listen, one time, I mean, we had so much egg salad sandwich. <laughs> if I ever see. I gag when I smell egg salad now. I'm so tired of it. And that was 50 years ago. Seriously. All right. Kelsey Kramer McGinnis is with us. He's a musicologist and educator based in Iowa, a regular contributor to CT. All this angst is caused by Kelsey. Uh, Christian moms feel more pressure to get it right. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Okay. Does it surprise you, my sad story about lunches? No. I think that story is so, so, so common. Um, was Instagram around when yes. you were talking? Yes. Yes. So that's, right. seeing... that's, that's where I was yeah. seeing the horribleness of what these other two friends yeah. of mine were doing. Of course. Yeah. Feed your kids a rainbow colored lunch that's oh. organized in a nice little bento box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think that's so, so common. So social media is. So I think maybe parenthood just comes with the unavoidable uh, thought. I'm screwing it up. That in that internal voice, but social media, man, does that amp it up? Yeah, gosh, I was talking to an author recently who referred it to referred to it as seeing everyone's highlight reel at once, um, which is exactly what it is. You're just sort of scrolling past the best of everyone's everything um, and filtering your own experience of parenthood through that, and that can be really, really hard. Um, when the stakes of parenthood have always felt high, I mean, they, they feel high no matter what. Um, and they certainly felt high before social media. But now we have this 
this tool that's supposed to be there for connection. But I think for most parents, it ends up being there more for comparison than connection. As much as we try to protect ourselves from that, it's just really hard. Right. So, Kels, is this something new or has it always been, you know, a mom would feel discouraged? Or as, you know, as Kath's saying, has the age we live in just made things worse? Well, I mean, it's hard to know. I my kids are two, four, and six, so I couldn't I couldn't guess that. You've got a long way to go. Or, <laughs> I do. I'm a very long way to go. So I have no advice, only commiseration. Um, but you know, when I talk to parents who are more experienced than myself, um, they would say the pressure has always been there. It's just a different kind of pressure now. Um, and I, you know, I don't really know whether it's better or worse, but we, we do know that anxiety seems to be rising among parents and children. Um, it seems to be higher than it has been. Um, and I, it's hard to know how much social media is a part of that, but I think a lot of moms can attest to feeling like they want to use social media for connection and friendship and community, but just feeling like they have this real love-hate relationship with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I take my dog for a walk in the morning, and I always see a, like a mom or two rolling a stroller, and I just want to offer some kind of, you know, thumbs-up encouragement, because it feels as though a lot of people aren't even having kids anymore, just because even from the outset, it feels too difficult. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, I think it has always been difficult. I think moms have always felt. I, I, I say moms, parents, parents, moms and dads. But I think moms especially, um, especially when we're talking about the pressure that's being exerted by social media, just feel like it's it's a tall order. And doing it right as a Christian mom, the stakes feel so high and the expectations feel so high, and um, it's hard to feel like you're not failing. So if you reckon, I mean, we all know what social media does to us, so it's not a real surprise, but we still do it, right? We still look at what other people are doing. and do so we're, Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> especially moms. You just have to know that's kind of, I, in my experience, that's just how moms are. Um, so if you are, um, if you're trying to rise above it and also be practical at the same time, like for example, going back to my, my lunch thing, um, we were just really tight on money at the time that my kids were little. So it's not mm-hmm. like I was going to be doing something drastically different with their lunches. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I just had mm-hmm. limited options. Um, mm-hmm. so in some ways it's helpful because you kind of, it restricts you from going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for women who aren't concerned about money, you can really go hog wild trying to get rid of that fear that you have mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one I, I spoke to for this story, Susie Goff, who's the author of um, the new book, The Worry-Free Parent. Uh, and one piece of advice that she had that I thought was just so um, so thoughtful was just to pick a couple of just a couple voices that you resonate with, that you feel like speak to you as a parent in your phase of parenthood and your the particularities of your life. So if, you know, there are influencers out there who speak specifically to more budget conscious things, or maybe you don't want to follow a wide range of influencers who, who share pictures of food at all. Maybe you want to find like one or two people on social media who just kind of share videos of parenting tips and you like the way they talk about parenthood and they resonate with your worldview. Um, But she really spoke about the value of narrowing down the number of voices that you allow into Mm, your head and into your life as a parent. And I, I can speak to that 
you know, as a parent, I found that to be very helpful. I, there are a couple of people whose books and um, podcasts I listen to, and I kind of cut it off after that, not because there isn't more valuable stuff out there, but because I can't process it. And that's just adding more pressures, more ideas, more hoops to jump through. Um, and that's been really helpful to me. So I would just say that might be a really practical, helpful place to start. That's really good. Okay, so uh, I'm of the era, Kels, where uh, James Dobson's books were seminal in mm-hmm. a lot of Christian families. And then Paul mm-hmm. David Tripp came along, and he was also mm-hmm. in the library as well. Can you talk about those mm-hmm. books from your perspective? Are they anywhere near you, or have you moved on to something else? Personally, for me, I, I don't keep um, Dobson's books on my shelves, um, and I don't read a lot of parenting books, to be honest. I have a couple favorites, and I'm I'm hesitant even to say which ones those okay, are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to feel like I am giving advice at all, um, but I do think that the tone of parenting literature has changed quite a bit. Mm. Um, there's, been, there's just been a lot of research since, you know, Dobson's book, Dare to Discipline, that really kind of shot him to fame was in 1970. And there's just been a lot of research about child development, behavioral psychology, education um, that has given us new ways to think about um, how to raise children from, you know, infancy through toddlerhood into childhood. Uh, and, And the tone of those is different, especially when it comes to things like discipline and behavior. Um, But also just in terms of giving parents more tools to deal with their own baggage and their own sort of hang-ups, that makes parenting a lot um, feel, you know, more possible. I think a lot of us struggle being triggered by our kids when we're we're parents. We don't expect that, oh, they can make you so angry or they can make you so uncomfortable. Um, And a lot of the newer books, like Sissy Goff's in particular, um, are really trying to help parents have tools to deal with that. So that's a real switch from, um, I would say, the 70s, maybe the 70s, 70s, yeah, I would think. Um, And I only know that, you know, I was a kid in the 70s, but I remember Mm -hmm. um, friends of my family who were raising kids at that time, and Dobson's books were like the only books. Well, and maybe Dr. Spock's books, but those were like the only (laughs) books. And as I remember, the idea was that, the parents were the authority. And so you have to, um, in all of your interactions with your children, just reinforce that idea of parental authority. And so you look at how those books you just mentioned are talking to parents. That is so different. Now it's it's like, okay, parents, you know, deal with your own issues um, and kind of bring your kids along for the ride type of thing. Am I, do you think I'm stating that correctly? Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of the shift is is looking back at those books, and you know, there's not everything in Dobson's books or um, you know Ted Tripp's book, um, Shepherding a Child's Heart, was of kind of a similar era. Not everything in those books is wrong or bad, even, but they they do make some promises about parents' kind of ability to control their children that are a little bit unrealistic or they're unrealistic without really coming down hard on your children in ways that we kind of know now might have some bad developmental outcomes just based on research that's been done in the past 50 years. Um, And so I think, you know, I, I, I think Christian parents know that they are the authority in their child's life. They are the person raising their kids. But I think a shift in posture from constantly having to remind them of that authority um, 
away from that and into a little bit more, um, I don't know, relational, connected, and curious position towards your children. I think there's been a real shift in trying to understand the behavior rather than just trying to stop it mm-hmm. using their authority. Mm-hmm. And um, from my perspective, I think that's a really good shift. But I do understand why some Christian parents are uncomfortable with it because it feels like telling parents, oh, no, you don't need to be the authority, when rather it's just this shift to say, try to understand what's under the behavior, because it's probably communicating a need or something that they haven't developed the skills to do yet. Um, And I think it just gives parents permission to be more curious. Mm -hmm. Kelsa, I'm a child of the 60s. I'm one of seven Mm. kids. And so, Mm. I mean, I I see this and I, you know, uh, I hear this conversation when we get together, when us seven kids get together and we talk about our mom and our dad and our upbringing, I mean, they did the best they could do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we were loved. Uh, they mm-hmm. struggled, I'm, I'm sure, you know, day to day. Finances, of course, like, you know, they were tight. But we knew that they weren't going anywhere, that they were going to stay mm-hmm. married. Uh, and, and most importantly, they were here with us, you know, just in the conversation of going through the challenges. So I think that to me, that's like the overriding thing. And of course, mm-hmm. everything's changed now with social media. I would say what you will. It has just been so cataclysmic, I'm sure, for everyone personally and in the family as well. But the overriding thing is you love your kids. You do your best. You show up. And, you know, hopefully they'll turn out okay as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, gosh, that's that's always true. Like, we want to do the best we can with the information we have. And as that information changes, um, or as you know, new research comes out, or just as people develop new ways of talking about things, I think it can feel threatening to older generations, or like there's, there are these accusations coming down um, from younger parents saying, you did all of this wrong, now we're doing this differently. And I, I just hope that conversations like this can really focus on giving the benefit of the doubt to parents who love their children mm-hmm. and have been prayerfully raising children. Yes. And, you know, I, I think parents are looking for help and looking for guidance. And you know, there's always been a market for Christian parenting literature, and people have been there to to meet that demand. And those people are people, and they get some things wrong, and they get something right. And, um, you know, I, I think parents can feel like they, you know, can find voices out there, but should be discerning and should feel free to kind of pass over the ones that they feel like, I don't know if that's right, or you know, because I think, you know, you know your children better than anybody else, and not every resource is going to speak to you. Amen. Kelsey Kramer McGinnis is with us. She's a regular contributor to Christianity Today. She writes and reports on worship and church culture. Um, Kelsey, you want to tell our listeners before you leave us uh, where your writing can be found and uh, what you're working on now? Sure. So um, most of my writing can be found at Christianity Today. Um, this new article on um, momfluencers and social media is up there right now. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at K Kramer Kelsey Kelsey K McGinnis is my name there, um, and I I publish a little bit on um, the history of Christian parenting literature there as well as my my writing on music. Excellent. Well, well, Kelsey, thanks a lot. I mean, well done. Uh, It seems like common sense, and you're like everybody else, you know, mom and dad just trying to figure it out and do the best for your kids. So thanks for that. (laughs) We all are. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Truly it is. Kelsey uh, Kramer McGinnis. Kelsey Kramer McGinnis. As she said, her article is up at Christianity Today. Christian moms feel more pressure to get it right. 
it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. In a world where financial landscapes can change rapidly, safeguarding your savings and retirement accounts is paramount. Direct Bullion USA is more than just the number one rated gold bullion dealer in America. We're your trusted partner in navigating the uncertainties of hyperinflation and political upheaval around the world. Direct Bullion USA can provide you with the knowledge and resources to fortify your financial stability and protect what matters most. Call us now at 888-787-GOLD. Precious metals like gold and silver have been a safe haven investment for hundreds of years. Get started when you call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold investing starter kit today. All it takes is one call to 888-787-GOLD. Take control of your retirement and protect your future with Direct Bullion USA. Call 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It's easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on OnePlace.com, WordFM.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Patchy clouds expected for tonight with a low of 38. Mostly sunny, warmer tomorrow, a nice afternoon for outdoor activities, high 74. Tomorrow night, mostly clear skies and a low of 53. It'll be warm Wednesday with intervals of clouds and sun. A great day to be outside. Wednesday will reach a high of 72. Thursday, partly sunny, very warm, high 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Exterior Halloween decorations. 
And I'm saying the webs, bats, skeletons, witches, scary pumpkin, things that are inflatable and have that sort of theme. Does that make sense? Now, I can see by your description, your foreshadowing. Mm. What you're, did uh, I give it away? You did. <clears throat> and it's hard not to disagree with you. I would say it would make sense. <laughs> the only way for me, at least, for it to make sense is if, like, on the morning of October 31st. Oh, yeah, you put everything up. All of a sudden it appeared. And then be like, whoa, that's a shock. But, like, six weeks pre-event. Which is what I'm thinking of right now. I go, that looks like a lot of clutter to me. I mean, we've... Who's going to clean that up? We have neighbors who just, every time you go by, they've added more tchotchke. I mean, they got more headstones than Arlington. I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, there is more skeletons than at the city morgue. I mean, I go, really? Really? This is where you're, you know, this is, uh, this is fun? I, I don't know. And it's I don't a wanna... cash outlay. Significant, Ooh, right? I think so. What's that... What's it like in your in your attic or your basement? And I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer and go, I'm not wagging my finger no. because it's like Halloween. And I, but it, it it just seems a little, for lack of a better word, overkill. So you might be agreeing with me that I don't think either one of us think that makes sense. No, I'm sorry. But again, I don't want to be like I know, we don't poo-pooing hurt, on right. somebody because it's your fun. If you're a Halloween decorator, you can do whatever you want. I'm right. just, you know. All right, I'm going the opposite direction. Oh, this is low-hanging fruit. Does this make sense? A banana. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, actually. A banana. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. You know why? Tell me. Because I had one. Today? This morning. I had one in oatmeal mm. with a, a few cranberries and some brown sugar. A banana. A banana. What? It's my favorite. It's my second favorite fruit. Second. Okay, this this requires the question. If you ate a banana, yeah. what is area of ripeness are you headed towards oh uh just yellow just like it was green five minutes ago i need green i if it's if it's green up by the stem that's ideal i don't mind green i can't do green because then it kind of like sucks all the saliva out of your mouth (laughs) to me the banana is like the perfect fruit it is the perfect it's encased in its own little container yep you can see clearly when when, when it's you're fresh like ripe it. for you, and it runs the game. My wife is happy like with the brown mold. No, thing. no. Banana. Does it make sense? Yes. Yes. Halloween stuff. No. One hundred one point five W O R D. The Word of God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. The truth is that our college years are really pivotal. And it's a time to discover and to cultivate, and if you're so inclined, to see where God leads you. And that's why we're excited always to talk about Grove City College. I think back to being an undergrad myself. And early on, I mean, I wanted to get a job, but I wanted to get uh, good grades. And then somehow during, you know, in the middle of my freshman year, I started thinking, why do I want to... 
like what's the what's the oh, of course I want to make my parents happy but you're in college maybe your parents don't care as much about your grades at that point is that really enough motivation is that I just want to have no. a 4.0 or whatever is that not grades only I, I I don't think it can be I know that a lot of people look at college that way and think well if I get the grades then I get the job but the thing I love about Grove City is that it puts learning in a larger context yeah. so it's great to get good grades and it's very important to get a job but what about curiosity sparking curiosity in your student that makes you want to dig deeper into a subject maybe it's not even your major but something that helps you to appreciate God's creation and just what has been established on earth for the purposes of praising him or knowing him better I know that's the truth of Grove City College to know who God is to know who you are meant to be, to pursue your purpose and joy. GCC.edu. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Over the last week or so, we found ourselves a couple of times talking about the snooze button. Now, I'm not using the snooze button. Mm -hmm. I think it's... It's a stain on society, quite honestly. And it, it shows a poor moral character. I, I, let me just be blunt about this, okay? The snooze button is not for the not for the week. I mean, it is for the week. Or it is for the week. It is for the week. You're so... You don't... I... There's not a day in my life... What? ...that I haven't used the snooze button. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, in my life. What? Since you started using an alarm clock. Yes. Every really? darn day. Okay, well, I'm looking at today's uh, New York Times. You snooze, you win, mm, they say? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, so two studies recently, one out of Sweden and one out of the United States, says that it may not, the snooze button, may not be as detrimental to your sleep as it seems. Oh. Although, the two studies set out to examine the effects of snoozing or using intermittent alarms to postpone finally dragging yourself out of bed. Yeah. 1,700 people were surveyed. They found that 70% of those 1,700 people uh, routinely hit the snooze button. How? What's the percent? 70. Yep. That's right. The subjects mostly did so because they felt too tired to wake up, though 17% said they snoozed because it felt good. Then, his, this, is the, this is the rough part. Researchers then had 31 habitual snoozers spend several nights in a sleep lab. On one morning, they were allowed to hit the snooze button every 10 minutes or so for up to 30 minutes of extra sleep. But on another morning, they had to get up right after the alarm Ugh. went off. Immediately after the participants woke up, the researchers flipped on the lights and presented them with math problems. <laughs> 
and other cognitive tests, a challenge even more grating than the shrieking alarm. And once the participants had to complete that, then they got a cup of coffee. Overall, participants performed slightly better on some of, some of the cognitive tests when they were allowed to snooze for 30 minutes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? If you tend to be very tired in the morning, half-sleeping or sleeping rather than being awake and not functioning might actually be helpful to your final wake-up. Okay. Now, will you take back no. your detrimental comments? No, no, I will not. Because at the end of this very long article, very long article, uh, it's this. If you're able to repeatedly hit your snooze button in the first place, that means you have the luxury of time. You don't have to actually wake up for the first alarm. So right. you might as well just set your alarm for as late as you can and not lose the precious minutes of rest between snooze no, interruptions. No, no, listen. Amen. Okay. okay, okay. so that's the end of the article. But I don't think that that's... A- like a logical outflow from the data because it said that people performed at a higher cognitive function when they snoozed. (laughs) And if that's what we're looking for, which I am, then I feel very good about my choices. Lexi? I know where Lexi Lexi lays. Weigh in. Listen, all I got to say, the math is mathin'. 70%. Seventy <laughs> percent. Yeah, it, it's such a tease. Also, bold of them to assume that I have time when I snooze. <laughs> Wait. I don't. I sleep in and I'm late. <laughs> and here's the thing: if today I had to leave at six thirty, yeah, uh, which I did, then I, my alarm goes off. Went off today mm-hmm. at five forty-five, and then I hit the snooze twice so that I could get up at six oh five, roll out of bed change my pants and get in the car oh, that's what i'm talking about <laughs> see that to me I, I if i have to get up like okay say you had to be somewhere at 6 30 right yeah. mm-hmm. i'm too anxious i'm gonna why would you possibly be anxious because i don't want to w- sleep in so the snooze button to me is like an invitation to sleep in because what well, is an invitation to sleep in but the alarm's gonna go off no no i just know i'm gonna set it and i'm gonna force myself to get up and that's it. I'm not going to mess around and tease myself, go back into some weird sleep rem and it's hit it again. It's not weird. No, it's not good, I you find, guys. I find it healing. Look, I hate to look down my nose at you guys because I love yeah, you both. Yeah. But I do feel as though it's a moral shortfall. I, okay, fine. Okay, I I'm mean, just saying. Okay, well, clearly we're going to agree to disagree. I'd like to bring up something else that we disagree about. Uh-oh. Because the first one was so fun. Do you really need to shower every day? My answer, of course, is indubitably no. yes. You do not need to shower Always. every day. There's, I, I can't no. think of a day that I haven't showered. Really? Even on the weekends? Yes. Like what on a Saturday morning? Yes. No. Not on a Saturday morning if I'm going to be working out in the yard or cleaning the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. take a shower after I do all that. You've never done a bird bath? No. Just like stick your head under the... No. Really? And then that's, do a little doo-doo. That's in the, fake. That's for, that's no, for dirty no. people. You're hitting your areas. You're, no, you know, you're not. And you're good to go. No, you're not. According to today's New York Times, uh, the article is called, Do You Really Need to Shower Every Day? Um, it says this. You don't. <laughs> in a uh, survey conducted in 2021 of more than 5,700 U.S. adults, over 60% of the respondents said they showered at least once a day. At least? What what a waste of water. Yet, dermatologists say that many people do not need and may not want to shower this frequently. Mm, the dermatologists, they, it's probably bad for your skin. It can dry out your skin, 
worsening redness, itchiness, and flaking, and triggering eczema flares. <laughs> that's that's appetizing. Uh, yeah. Okay. However, some people, they say, benefit from lathering up every day. For instance, if you sweat or if you sweat a lot, like from exercise, sure, your sure, job, sure, sure. or your natural predisposition, whatever it is, it's important to shower to to rinse all of that away. Yeah. If you have oily hair, you might want to shampoo daily. That's crazy. I would never shampoo, shampoo every day. Daily. No way. Um, people with dandruff may want to shampoo once a day. Mm. That's important. Many others may be better off showering less frequently, says the Times, or at the very least, being thoughtful about how they shower. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, if you're like working out every day and yeah. you're like a little sweat pool, yeah. of course you, you want to shower. Okay. But if it's a Saturday and you go... I'm hanging out today. But here's the thing. Doesn't it feel good to shower? Always. It always feels good to well, shower. Well, then why wouldn't you do it? Because sometimes you want to give yourself a pass. Okay, so you're giving yourself a pass. So you've already said that the shower feels good, mm-hmm. and so you're going to give yourself a pass from something that's enjoyable. I don't need to feel good seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> on the sixth day, I mean, on the sixth day, I can feel less than, and that's oh okay. God. I mean, I still oh feel pretty good because I'm doing a little bird bath. I'm hitting the areas. You and your bird bath, right? It's I mean, good to good go. Grief. The bird bath is for someone who's not invested in life, really. <laughs> it's like you're. So, it's I like too. you're not even putting your best foot forward. You're not even putting like you're not best foot forward. You're barely trying. What no? I mean, once in a while, you've got to take a little break. Would you just chill out? I just, I just like being clean. Well, I, I like being clean too. Not as much as I do. Well, clearly, clearly, I guess yeah. so. All right. Heck? Anyway, so the New York Times says if you have skin issues, you might want to consider not showering every day. But sixty percent of people are just like me and like a daily shower. Well, I don't believe I have skin issues. My skin's, you know, just fine. Oh, you're. It, but it is. But I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see the need. Are we, are we breaking? Yeah, we we're get? breaking. Okay, we're right. breaking. When we come back. Um, Halloween coming up, how to clean and roast pumpkin seeds. Mm. Also, I fell off the wagon last night at 12.30 a.m. in a terrible way that I'm going to confess to the listening audience. That's next. Reese's involved. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. <laughs> Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth 
of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. We're being a little kid, and we would all gather around the dining room table when it was time to cut the pumpkin open. And my dad always, you know, he had, he had, was the guy with the big knife, mm-hmm. big pumpkin, slowly open up that lid, going around in the circle, and then like this moment, this magic moment where the lid of the pumpkin comes off. Mm-hmm. And you think, you look inside there, and it's, the smell is incredible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, I love that smell. And you look inside and you think, that's like this little secret place that nothing's right. ever been there yeah. before. Right? And then you start to scrape that out or just get the handfuls of that gooey, right. slimy stuff. The pulp. Yep. And start to clean it up. You do this? Yep. You make pumpkin seeds? Always. Always. Mm-hmm. Do you have a particular style? So this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I take all of that pulp out, mm-hmm. put it in a uh, strainer. Mm-hmm. Colander. A colander, and yep. then just Wash kind of it hose up. it down. Yep. So all the pulp comes off. And then you, it's important to dry the seeds as much as That's you can. exactly it. It's important mm-hmm. to dry them. Then I coat them with olive oil, mm-hmm. put them on a tray, mm-hmm. and completely knock them with salt, pepper, and garlic. That sounds about right. I feel good about it. Maybe a little bit of pumpkin pie seasoning on there. Okay. Allspice or something like something that. Something like that. Butter ever? Never. Never. Uh, in the oven, I'm reading an article. 425. Okay. They're saying 450 okay. for 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. what What's the article saying about, is olive oil what they're saying? Yeah, pretty much. What you described okay. is what I'm just reading. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying, okay. Uh, Where are you reading from? I'm, I'm reading um, from today uh, from today's Washington Post. Okay. Okay. Do what you do. Get all that stuff out of there. Wash all that you know, until the, you just have the seeds. You okay. don't want any of that little you know, orange fuzz on it, right? Okay. Uh, thoroughly dry the seeds so they have the best shot at browning. Pat with a clean towel or leave to air dry on a screen or wire rack. Next, two teaspoons of olive oil, one teaspoon total spice or spice blend, and a half a teaspoon of kosher salt or a quarter teaspoon of fine salt per one cup of seeds. Okay. All right. Then uh, and they say four fifty. 
All they right, do. that's good. Right? The temperature at which you roast is not very consequential as long as you get the seeds crisp and golden brown. But they're saying, uh, well, some people are saying 20 to, 12, 20 to 25 minutes at 350. Other people are saying 450 for 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. But you, no matter what, you want them brown. All right. Don't you love a pumpkin seed? Oh, my gosh. When they come out so of that delicious. oven. Mm, mm, it's mm. so delicious. It's so delicious. It surely is. How about, remember when you were a kid, you used to buy the pumpkin seeds in the little red box? Yeah. I forgot about that. Totally different to- than these. These are so much better. Right. These it's were like just not white. even the same. Super salty, those little red box yep. ones. Yep. I still see so Mine good. are pretty salty, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I got uh, a green pumpkin and a white pumpkin this year. Oh, very nice. But the green pumpkin will turn orange. Will it? Eventually. Okay. It doesn't. Well, if it was on the vine, it would eventually. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I Maybe wonder. Maybe not now. Yeah, I wonder. It's very big. Yep. It's a very, very, a two, I got two enormous pumpkins. So how will the seeds be? I, I don't know. Pumpkin. That's why I wondered if they'd be different. And a white pumpkin. Yeah, I decided to try something That's different. That's a premium price. Is it? I believe so. I think they were all the same price. Really? Where'd you get it? Sorgals. All right. Uh, I promised that I would fess up to what happened last night because I fell off the wagon in a big way. Yeah, it was 1230. So um, my daughter was going back. She was home for small for uh, fall break and she was going back this morning. And so, you know, we have a good time when she's home. And so um, we got deeply into this fifth and sixth seasons of the Great British Bake Off. Mm. And so last night was the finale. And so we each had a snack. Now, the problem was is that she had to pack her stuff up, and I had to do laundry. Sure, there were sure. a lot of things. things so we on. didn't really sit down to watch until 12.10, maybe. Oh. Okay? So 12.10. One, one episode? Uh, we were going to watch two episodes, okay. the last two episodes. Sorry, good. So it was already going to be a late night. And somewhere around 12.30, I started to get peckish. Of course. As they say. And Something's in the I air. had already had a whole... You know, I made my own pizza that night, mm-hmm. and I, anyway, I I didn't need food. However, my other daughter had come over and had said, "Could you just try this variety of ice cream that I've left in the freezer?" Of course, you. Now could. I don't eat ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that I eat. It's not like I'm opposed to it, but I try not to buy it because I want to fit in my pants. I get it. So around twelve thirty, I started thinking about the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. So I went in and I got it, and it was Ben and Jerry's, mm-hmm. and it was tiramisu flavored. Mm-hmm. So I opened it, and I got a spoon, and I just went out to watch the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, little spoonful. I ate the entire thing. Is that quart? Mm-hmm. That's packing it on. I ate the whole mm-hmm. thing. At what time? One o'clock at this point. Probably. How'd you sleep? Fine. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, say what you will about the politics of the aforementioned Because they're crazy leftists. They are. Although they don't own the company anymore. Oh, it's okay. But they do speak on behalf of the company. And they're crazy. That's some good ice cream. Honest to Pete, it could be the best ice cream I've ever had. Really? The Terramitsu? That'd be like, that would not be high on my list. Oh, If my. I'm doing Ben and Jerry's, I'm doing Cherry Garcia. Never had it. What? Doesn't sound interesting oh. to me. Well, Boston cream pie was my previous favorite, what? which was delicious. Both of them have this whole layer of chocolate on top. Yeah. And so you, you kind of push through the chocolate to get mm-hmm. this thing I had last night. It had like a coffee chocolate mm-hmm. top and then you pushed through it 
to ice cream with mascarpone in it, yeah. which is so good, and little bits of shortbread cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I bet you that's over a thousand calories. Oh, I'm sure it is. I bet it is. Right. That's like all, it's like half of a day's calories. Half, of, yeah. That I had when most people are asleep. Mm-hmm. That's the danger of staying up. That was a terrible up. choice. Well, God bless you. Thank you. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.